So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have around here somewhere, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I am fantastic, Rick. How are you? I am superb. Awesome. Just looking forward to tonight. We're going to have a blast, I can tell. Uh, do you believe we are, sir? Of course, we had a blast last Oh, well, that's why we do this. Uh, how about every time? Twice a week party. <laughs> party in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Did I say that out loud? <laughs> really, she's doing the show from her bedroom, ladies and gentlemen. In my PJs, oh. sipping a glass of wine, and if you're going to do a radio show, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I'm sitting at a desk chair at a desk with all kinds of technology surrounding me. She's in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. With incense. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's always good. So, I suppose, since we don't have them as guests tonight, that we should... At least say hello to our inner child friends. We absolutely magazines should. and books and, and and radio shows and all the amazing, wonderful things that the inner child family does. They are certainly. I have to hand it to them. They're getting innovative and creative. And I, I personally, as a self-published author, cannot wait until they've got the promotions and marketing site up. Even though I know it's going to be a little bit in coming because we've got a magazine just coming out, and that's really exciting. But Wow, you know, affordable promotions and marketing for self-published authors. I'm so sorry I missed that show. I want a nail bill on that one. I want to talk to them about it. So we have to have them back as soon as that site launches to talk about that because that's that's we certainly can. Us, yeah. Yeah, Jane finally missed her first show. <laughs> I'm not allowed to miss because I run the switchboard. So, and um, but you know I what? may sit here and run the switchboard from the corner one time. You never know. It's it's all about standing on your truth, and like I keep telling people, when you get a cold, you got to make friends with your virus because the virus got shafted. That's right. And basically, it it has to kill off its host in order to survive. So the poor little bugger screwed right from the start, right? Um, so I I did. I wasn't feeling very good at all, so I uh, curled up on the couch, let the demon take care of me for the evening, and uh, made friends with my virus. And I'm telling you that by Lying there and just appreciating the fact that I could take the time to just be still and rest, I was so much better by the next day. Absolutely. You... So when the doctor tells you, go to bed and get some rest and drink lots of fluids, yeah, do that because it works. Right. That keeping going to work or just acting like it's not there and ignoring it, and not so much. Yeah. Why are you going <clears> to <throat> go to work for? That's just silliness. That's silly. 
So anyway, you can find the magazine at innerchildmagazine.com. Uh, Gene and I are both uh, writing columns for the magazine. Hopefully I'll get one in fast enough to have something there in the Premier Magazine, which comes yeah, out in a few days. Yeah, you better get moving, brother. Because I've been working on deadlines, and and Gene will tell you how much I love that word, deadline. Mm, deadline. Deadline. Yes. I like the live lines, really. Why do we have lines of death? I, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, but maybe we'll get over it. You know, I mean, it's important deadline to to get the the application in for the movie funding, so we're good. Yes, yes. We uh Oh, we're uh, almost there. Almost there submitting uh for fiscal sponsorship for Changemakers. Mm-hmm. Uh you can find out all about our movie at Changemakers Changemakers.com. Uh, but we don't want to hog the show about our movie cuz we're going to talk about several movies, films. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a really uh, incredible movie maker. Yes. A, a an actress, writer, producer, director, um, all around uh, movie maker. Yeah, that was a good. You should have just. I should have left it with you for the movie maker thing. <laughs> She's a change movie maker. A change maker movie maker, really. Ah, a change maker movie maker. Mm-hmm. So anyway, without without further ado, we have with us tonight Sharon Wright. How are you, Sharon? I am fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, we're just... Go ahead. So excited. (laughs) Well, you know, I was listening in and, you know, you were talking about sitting in your room and having a glass of wine, you know, and I will admit I did a shot of uh, Glenn Levitt before we started, so I'm good and loose. Let's get going. (laughs) Not drinking alone tonight. That's awesome. I, I don't always have wine, but every once in a while, you know, I got to treat myself. I just got a commission for one of my first pieces of art in a really long time, so you know, I'm celebrating, and um, and I have you here, which I'm also celebrating because I gotta really, tell you, I've been talking about you coming I, for a month now. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a little kid at Christmas, you know. I saw the movie and I went, I got to talk to this woman, and of course, I had to let the eyes dry first. But um, yeah, and I, I, I watched the movie again today because I had to post it on my Facebook wall to remind people that you were coming, and I had to dry my eyes again. <laughs> well, thank you. That makes me but, feel wonderful. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was really exciting for me to be able to have you on the show and get to talk to you. So I guess we'll get right to our first question of the night, which is, who the hell are you and what do you do? Oh gosh. Okay, you're asking the hard stuff. Um. Well, I am, I'm, I'm a mother of, uh, my son is almost 21. My daughter is 19, almost 19 and a college person. And I didn't figure out what I wanted to do until about three and a half years ago. I decided that I wanted to be an actor out of the blue and started doing that. And then I kind of parlayed into making movies. And so that's where I'm at as far as, who the hell am I am? I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just a free spirit. <laughs> but that's what I do. <laughs> Perfect. You fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are you? I don't have any earthly idea. Exactly. I'm still making, but I showed it, up. making it up as I go. <laughs> but I'm here. That's that's it. You know, that's that's part of being an actor really is, you know, you're just you are whoever you are in the moment and then you go on to somebody else. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm fascinated first by the fact that you're a mom because I didn't do any research on you at all except for to watch the short 10-minute film that made me cry. Well, still <laughs> makes me cry every single time I watch it. Um, so you're a mom, and I'm looking at your pictures because I can do that. And, uh, well, you certainly don't look like you have teenagers. Well, thank you for that. Really? I'm I'm blessed. <laughs> and, and, I, go ahead. Well, I'm just curious. Do you think that's just a um, – do you think it's in the genes or do you think it's part of the way that you look at life? Because you seem to me to be a very outgoing, outspoken, free spirit who is happy in whatever moment. You know, it's really you're... funny. I, I, um, I've i lived a very, very traumatic life. Um, I, I've done – I've done just about anything and everything you can imagine. I've I've been the homeless person. I've been I've been in jail. I've I've done you know horrible traumatic things. And um, so I, I I'd like to account it mostly to genes, but but I do have a very positive outlook on life, which many people have said that they don't understand. But you know I think I think I just have a really strong spirit, and that keeps me young. See, there you go, women. You don't need to buy all those products. Laugh <laughs> every <happy>. day. <laughs> yes, you know, I'm. I'm honestly, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm 42 years old, um, so I'm not exactly a young chicken. But um, I haven't succumbed to like the face. You know, I haven't had the facelifts and all that stuff yet. Although I do live in LA, and and there's there's a lot of pressure to try and stay young looking, but. Um, but as of as of yet, I haven't I haven't succumbed to it. But you know, it's crossed my mind a few thousand times. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> now, how could it not being in that town? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's part it's part of you know. If you want to be here, you have to deal with it. Been in the news the last couple of days. Uh, there's always uh, Joan Rivers out there to give people a warning about where that could go. So, <laughs> oh no, but I. Listen, I love Joan Rivers and her comedy. I really do. I really do. Uh, but she is the poster child for anti-plastic surgery. <laughs> she totally is, but she's an icon for independence and strength in women, i got to say. Um, although, you know, cross that with her intense fascination with fashion. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure some days what to make of her. And, you know, clips of her trying to be a comedian as a woman in the late '60s that that would be stepping out there and being a change maker. So mm-hmm. we'll give her Absolutely. give her props for that. Absolutely, total success and and way shower for so, women in the future. Jean keeps talking about this um, movie that makes her cry, <laughs> and um, uh, not that we like shield her from research, but she likes to get surprised. Um, so we'll talk about that movie first, I guess. Okay. Uh, and uh, that would be change for a dollar. And um, what is it? A million, a million hits on YouTube in a hundred days. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was amazing. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll get to the backstory later, but yeah, I put it up on YouTube, thinking you know I was kind of done with it, thinking not a few hundred people probably watch it and. Boy, what a surprise! I, I think we're we're almost like one point. We're like we're over one point six million now, and it's only been a few months. It's it's amazing. Well, I think that 
particularly this younger generation that's coming on, uh, I think they look there first. I don't think they look there to find out about what's at the theater. I think they look on YouTube first for entertainment these days. So, uh, and that's true. Ace, Ace move on your part. Well, I think I think more people are going towards that. And, you know, the funny thing is we, we were on the festival circuit for a while with the film, and, you know, I, I really I thought, you know, we would just get maybe three or 400 people to watch it, and that three or 400 people would have been more than probably saw it at the film festivals that I was at. So, you know, it's it's been overwhelming. I mean, we're literally worldwide. We've been seen in over 200 countries. You know, and because there's literally only like one line of dialogue in the entire film, you know, it's it's universal. Anybody can watch it and understand what's going on with it. Oh, absolutely, and and of course, very impactful words. Uh, I was almost. I want to go home. I was almost <laughs> stunned, really, the first time I was watching it. It had been quiet all along. There, you know, well communicated message without any words, and then these the words came out, and it just almost threw me right out of my chair. Yeah, uh, yeah that was one of the biggest that. things. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things that we got when we were screening it. Is people would say, "Why did you put one line of dialogue in it?" And the reality was because I wanted to. But I think it makes it, I makes it a little bit stronger because people aren't expecting it by that point in the film. You know, they've gone through this entire, you know, day with this man, watching him, you know, impact other people's lives, and and the music carries it. And so people don't expect that somebody's actually going to speak in it. So I think it just makes it a little bit more powerful. Well, not to mention the potency of the line itself. I mean, how many of us have had, had that moment where, you know, it's just you're at the very bottom and there's nowhere else to go. And all you're thinking to yourself is, I just want to go home. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody wants to go home at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's been an amazing journey. And, you know, just this, the fact that we even got the film made was an amazing journey. And and I'm I'm blessed that I was the one that got chosen to do it. And I, I don't think anything I'll ever do will have the power that Change for a Dollar has had in my life, ever. Oh, watch your words. <laughs> <laughs> You just yeah. challenged the universe. The universe loves a challenge. Upside down <laughs> one more time. <laughs> that's okay. she's, been up, she's been upside down more than once, and we're going to get to all of that too. But uh, uh, so, tell us a little about the backstory. Where did change for a dollar come from? You know, it's funny. I was um, a, a member of the board of the Independent Film Coalition in Kansas City, where I started out at, and uh, kind of kept an eye on different film festivals and different opportunities for our filmmakers. And at that point, I was really just an actor. I had no desire to go behind the camera. And I had saw this, it was a one-minute film competition, and one of the categories for it was, how far can you go with a dollar? And I really liked that. I thought, well, what could you do with a quarter or a penny or a nickel that could impact the world around you? And I kept kicking it around, and it just hit me one day as I was driving, and I, I started to put the pieces together, you know, like the lucky penny. Everybody is familiar with the lucky penny. And so I came up with the, the story idea, and I started to talk to people about it, and I went to lunch with a, a girlfriend of mine, and I said, I have this idea, and I'd really like um, Haley is the, the girl that played the runaway. 
I'd really like Haley to be a part of it. And she was like, absolutely. You know, she'd love to do it. And um, I got a call about two or three days later from her. And, and she it was, she had asked me during lunch, she's like, what do you think it'll take to make it? I said, I don't know, maybe five grand. I, you know, I, I didn't know anything about budgeting. I, I didn't know what I could do. And, and she called me a couple days later and she says, I've got a check for you. And the check wasn't from them. It was from a friend of theirs that they had talked to, and there were no strings attached. And literally, I just got this gift to go make this movie that I had never done anything, you know, and this person was trusting me, and I'd never directed a movie. I had never been behind the camera. And so it just kind of fell into place. We went from the idea of the film to actually filming it within – two or three months. And I called in a lot of favors and I did all my casting and, and, and I made sure that I paid every single person that worked on that film, even if it was, you know, 20 bucks or whatever for gas, I, I paid everybody. And um, it was a wonderful feeling to be able to do that because most people, you know, especially in the Midwest, you know, you work for free a whole lot. And so it was a wonderful feeling to be able to pay people to actually do what they do best. I mean, they didn't get paid nearly what they were worth, but yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience, and and I had a wonderful time. That's fantastic, and and keep in mind, I don't think anybody could pay us what we're worth. So no, no, never. But I mean, to be able to you know to say I want to make a movie and somebody actually just gives you money to do it is unheard of. You know, it just it just doesn't happen, especially when you have nothing to show. You know, you have no work to prove that you're going to be any good at it, you know. And um, But I was smart enough to know that I didn't know anything. And so I brought in um, Kendall Sin, who was my cinematographer, who put up with me and my 17 gazillion questions every day about what to do and how to do it. And um, and brought in Tim Harvey to be my AD and, and, you know, brought in Paul Campbell, of course, to be my, my main actor who plays the homeless guy in there who – is a wonderful actor, but he's mainly a cinematographer himself and a great, you know, a great DP. But yeah, it was, it was a really um, magical experience because it just, things like that just don't happen that easy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they do now. Oh, they do. <laughs> yes. Most certainly. It's the new, um, it's, it's the new, normal. Oh, you know, welcome yeah. to the new world. Well, you know, but it, but it doesn't happen for me. I've I've struggled my entire life to do anything, and it was and it, it's kind of it's kind of strange that when you once you start doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, how everything just kind of falls into place. Absolutely. And that's what happens. We're, we're teasing. So you here's the yeah, here's the key question because we might as well just get down to the very basics of of the whole thing, and we're going to talk about the struggle. Um, Later, because I'm kind of fascinated. I've been to jail too, and I'm a mom, so we'll talk about that. We'll have some girl time in a second. Yeah. But at what point did you surrender who you thought you were to step in the into the truth of who you are, and what led you to do that? Well, it was it was really funny. I was a corporate person. I was a district manager and oversaw the grocery division for a distribution, a soda distribution company, and I won't name their name. But, um, and I, you know, I worked 12 to 14 hours a day, five or six days a week, and was perfectly content in my little life. And I 
agreed to go and be an extra on the set for this film that was that was shooting in our small town. And I walked on set and saw the lights and the cameras and the trailers and the jibs and the dollies. And I just knew I had to be a part of that. And I never had a desire to be an actor in my life. I was the most quiet, you know, I'm, I'm very introverted ordinarily, not so much anymore. But I knew I had to be a part of it. I just like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, and I started uh, – I started doing it. I was like, well, I've got to get some pictures done. And I got the pictures taken and then started doing a bunch of modeling. And, you know, and I, I got involved in a couple of film, you know, little 48-hour film projects and things like that. And it just kind of expanded. And within, you know, within a year, I was on the board of the Independent Film Coalition and, you know, was deeply ingrained with this group and was so grateful and made, you know, because I don't have any family really other than my kids. And, and I became part of this family for the first time in my life and made the best friends I've ever had in my life, you know, and it was just, it just, it just happened. It, it just felt so good. And I, I don't know, like I found, I found where I was supposed to be after 38 or 39 years. And what an amazing experience. Mm. Wow. We like to let those soak for a moment. Well, because it is, it, it it's uh, one of the things we talk about often at Everyday Connection is that when you feel your heart's calling and you just go, that's when things just sort of happen. So never yeah, never think... wanted to be an actor, never wanted to just, you know, walked on to be an extra one day and a year later you're on the board of this independent film commission and uh, uh, being an actor and about to be a writer director. Uh, yeah. Who yeah. Like it? Yeah, yeah. No, if you'd have told me a year ago that I was, you know, a radio host that was producing a movie, I'd been Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, bartender, whatever he's having, no more. He's cut off. Yeah, you're cut off. <laughs> That's you know. it. No more for you. <clears throat> and um and it does. It just and and incredible people show up and, and, and uh it's so thrilling to hear Somebody even talk about it because the energy bursting out around the seams of your words, they're grand. Yeah. Did you know six months ago I was absolutely terrified in speaking to the public? Really? Yeah. Terrified. Terrified. Like, but I'm I, the same it, way. I can't, yeah. I can't get in front of somebody and talk unless somebody says action. I, and then I can, just, I can dance on tables. But I'm the same way. It's a terrifying thing to me. And yet here we are. And here we are, all doing this thing. And how'd that happen? But um, amazing. We like it. We lo- we love to point those out too for our uh, listeners of all ages who are thinking, yeah, but I'm. It makes me scared, so that must not be the right path. Oh, get over it. No yourself. bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Did you said that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <clears throat> no, but it's absolutely true. I mean, you know, it's. It's so crazy because I have done probably everything that I've been most scared of. I have done in the last three years and have loved every single minute of it. I I don't regret anything. It's amazing. Fantastic. Well, we're we're gonna you you have several other uh, films under your belt and, uh, and so and getting more into the uh, sure. 
Yeah, to get a little more into the backstory and and some of the uh, the struggle before the uh, before the joy, but we'll take a break first. Uh, should we uh, play more Jordan? I think a little. Jane, are we going to get in trouble? I think no, I think a little Jordan would sit in real nice right about now. Okay, so um, limitations. Don't know. Don't know. Limitations. Limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, folks, we'll be back in about four minutes. Stay with us. Let me 
Folks, that was our friend Jordan Okrand with Limitations off his new EP that he released with us on the show Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I love me some Jordan. And if you missed Tuesday's show, there's also a world premiere of a song on there. You 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 might want to go back and listen. Something about change makers. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know what that's all about. Nope. Um. So. Speaking of change makers. Yeah, change for a dollar, show. change makers wants change for a dollar. Um, but um, you mentioned that your life hasn't always been the uh, uh, Discovery and Joy series that it has been since you found your spot. Uh, and um, there's one film that you've got that is uh, bold, authentic, and honest, and not so pretty, perhaps, yeah. of a subject, um, and and with a, a a title like "Tell Me You Love Me." Yeah, that was uh, that was a therapy project for me. I um, had broken up with uh, a boyfriend, and he showed up at my door a, a couple months after we had broken up. He was having a really really hard time with it, and it, let me preface this by saying that this is a guy that has never so much as kicked a dog. There was no aggressive tendencies at all prior to this because when we get further into my backstory, you'll realize that I've, I've had a pretty abusive life, but this was, you know, this was the nice guy that I was dating. And anyway, he showed up at my door one night and asked to come in and I let him in thinking, you know, it'll, I'll just talk him down and he'll leave and it'll be no big deal. And um, he he came in and he put on gloves and he attacked me with the intent to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with the intent to kill me and then kill himself and began to beat me incessantly. And uh, yeah, so when it was over, I... I couldn't get past the the visuals of it. Everything just triggered those memories and I was I was really traumatized. I was having nightmares. I couldn't I couldn't be alone. Um I literally left my apartment and drove to St. Louis. I was living in, in Kansas City at the time and I drove to St. Louis and moved in with my brother. I left everything that we owned behind. It was my daughter's she was getting ready to start her senior year in high school and I uprooted her. <laughs> in that like last critical year, which was like the worst thing you ever want to do. And, um, and we moved to St. Louis immediately. I, I mean, we left everything behind and, and skipped town because I was so traumatized by it. And, um, and I had been seeing uh, a guy and it was, it was, we were developing a very close relationship at that point. And he's a filmmaker and an amazing writer and an incredibly talented editor and um, so Gary and I went to our favorite bar one night, and and I said I, I really wanted I really want to create a film out of this. I need to I need to get it out of me in a safe environment. And so we 
got a pit, you know, a bucket of beer and we sat around and started throwing this around and, and all my friends told me not to do it. And, you know, people said that, you know, we'll just direct it and have another actor do it. And I, and I thought, no, I, I can't do that. I need to relive it so that I can replace those, those memories. And so I found a, a very talented actor in Kansas city. And I, and I told him the backstory and at that point, you know, everybody, everybody knew my boyfriend at the time that had done this. And, um, so it was really going to be difficult to find somebody that was willing to step up and, and play this role. And we did thankfully and just stop and he did a great job. And, um, yeah, we, we recreated it in uh, a very graphic very graphic sense and I mean as a matter of fact when the movie opens it's just you just see the punches and you hear it and it's very um it's very intense but yeah I did it as a therapy project and I thought well if something comes out of it then great if not then you know I I did what I needed to do and so we made the film and the first thing we shot was the very end of the movie and uh we started to get ready to film and the pictures, you know, after the attack, I had taken pictures, of course, of the um, of the damage that was done, and they were on my boyfriend Gary's computer. And right before we started to shoot, for the very first time, those pictures showed up on his screensaver randomly, and we hadn't seen those in in months. And um, they started screening through, and, and I just stood there and just watched them and just cried. And it was, it was so, it was so weird that those images popped up right before we were starting to shoot this. I mean, literally right before we were getting ready to see action. And um, so we went through and we shot the, this end scene. And as soon as we got what we needed, I, I just broke down crying. And Gary, of course, is like clearing the house, you know, and, and telling everybody to get to the back of the apartment, you know, to just give me that, that space to do it. And, the funny thing is, I, I, I cried and bawled and, you know, for I don't know how long. It seemed like a really long time. But we realized that our sound guy was in the shower and he was trying to be as invisible as possible <laughs> to, to not break this moment for me. But it was I let it all out. And then we went through and did the, the physical reenactment and then I was fine. And I let it all out right there. It was great. It was a wonderful experience. All right, where do I start? The passion <laughs> the passion and calling of the heart heal as well as provide joy, but is where uh, just a comment, but so Jane. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Um first of all, this is something I have to say as a mother, okay, who mm-hmm. has done what she had to do to get a child away from a dangerous situation. There are no apologies ever that need be made by you or any other mother out there who has to move, uproot, shift around their child's life in order to keep them safe. Absolutely. Awesome. Glad you feel that way. Okay. No, and ultimately, you know, yeah. If you look, if you look at what has transpired in the last, you know, year and a half of 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 her life, it was the greatest move we could have made. You could have made because she, uh, yeah, she she has become such. She's blossomed so much into this incredible woman, and 
she would not have done that if we had stayed where we were anyway. So it, it, ultimately, we did the right thing. Well, see, this is where I where where I'm saying I don't know where to start with this because, uh, well, I'm going to send you the books and we'll talk about this privately because I don't want to go into it tonight. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of a lot of things from this that I recognize, and one of the things would be that your daughter would see her mother empowering herself and would respond automatically to that in kind by also mm-hmm. empowering herself. So there's there's got to be a very deep, respectful, communicative relationship that is that has arisen out of that choice that you made. Um, the second thing is that you took your art and you turned it into a healing tool, and that's something that I encourage everybody to do, no matter what that damage is that's been done, be it physical, emotional, mental, whatever it is. There is something inside of you, be it you know a movie maker, an actress, a, a, a painter, a writer, a poet, a musician. There's something inside of you that is a creator because every single human being is a creator. Even if it's electronics, you like to play and make robots and you know video games, whatever it is that is in you that creates. When it's time for you to heal, the best way to do that is to connect to that creative energy within yourself and express all of your emotion through that creation. Oh, I completely agree. And so I love it when somebody like you comes on the show and is authentic and honest about not just where they are now, but where they've been that's led them up to now so that people can be empowered themselves to understand that it doesn't matter where you've been. What matters is the choices that you make in this moment Mm-hmm. And your decisions today define who you are. Mm-hmm. So even if you've made the, I hate using the word, mistakes to put you in abusive relationships. And I can attest to the fact that I know m- myself that a man who's been scorned, who is the most passive, sweet, loving, gentle, caring, supportive man, take that love away from him. And if he gets lost in fear and insecurity, it is so easy for that to turn to violence. And it's so quick and it's so unpredictable and it's so scary. And for you to take that and to use your art to empower yourself is just an incredible inspiration to every single person out there, not just the women, but to the men as well, because men have been in trapped, abusive situations. and. You know, let this stand as a lesson to people that it 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 doesn't matter what's happened to you. You can turn it around as long as you're honest with yourself. And uh, I I I would bet that you have found already that um, standing on your truth and 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 being authentic in this has empowered others who've seen it to be able to stand on their truth. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been wonderful. We um we played at uh, Bare Bones International Film Fest in Oklahoma. It was the first place that it showed, and we weren't able to be there for the film festival. But I got so much, you know, so many responses from it, and we won. You know, they had a they had a specific category for domestic abuse films, and and we we won the best film for that, and. 
and it was it was amazing. And then we got to um, play at the Action on Film International Film Fest here in uh, in L.A. And it was so amazing to be able to sit and watch this film and have other people react so intensely to it and know that, you know, that what I went through, you know, these people are sitting there going through it at that same moment. And, and for them to have a visceral reaction to that is what, you know, any filmmaker tries to do. And, you know, it won, uh, we, we received a, an award from the neglected bloodlines. Uh, I think we were part of a charity event with that. And then, uh, and then it won um, the Without a Box Best Actress Award, which was probably, you know, one of the highlights of my life at that point. And to win to win that award for that film meant everything because, you know, it wasn't so much that that my acting was good because it was it was just, it was me reenacting it and I was in that moment and, and that's what every actor aspires to do, but I literally was living it. And, um, but what an amazing, um, what a, what a great thing to come out of what I went through, you know? So it, it's been, it's been fantastic. And, and we haven't, uh, haven't submitted it to as many festivals as I had, had thought we would. I mean, the circumstances haven't allowed it, but, we, we've gotten a fantastic reaction from every place that it showed, and, and I can't wait to get it out there and, and share it with more people. Well, it's going to be a blessing when you do. Absolutely. Yeah, it changed a lot of lives. I hope so. <laughs> and, and and what's remarkable to me, I think, is that you, that's not what you set out at all to do. In fact, I think that with each new award and accolade and recognition that you get, um, it seems to me to have a very humbling effect on you. But you didn't set out to do that. You set out to heal yourself and to come to terms with a, a, a really challenging situation and to right. empower yourself. So it had nothing to do with awards. It had nothing to do with anybody else other than you getting back your you. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that that's probably what makes it more powerful is that it's so personal and it's and it's so it's so heavy. I mean, there's no there's no bullshit about it. And, you know, I, I think as a writer or an actor or or whatever, you know, whatever your medium is, whether it's painting or whatever, you you deal with the emotions that you that, you know, and the deeper you can get into those emotions, the more powerful your product is. And that's just, that's, that's what we strive for. And, and tell me, love me is kind of the product of, of those emotions. And I'm very, very proud of it. Tough acting workshop. <laughs> yeah. Dig, dig deep to find those emotions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Might as well go to the bottom of the heap. Let's just start there. <clears throat> yeah, but I've got a lot to pull from, so it doesn't come that hard. <laughs> your your honesty is just um, so refreshing. Delightful. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, here's here's kind of the way that I look at at life, and and people call me crazy all the time, but. Um, 
I've, I've done a lot of things and, and I've seen a lot of things and, you know, and, and things that were out of my control, but everything that I've done and everything that I've experienced up until this point in my life has made me who I am today. And I really, really like who I am today. So I wear it as a badge of honor. You know, like I, I think that if you, if you turn or if you turn the negative things around in your life and look at them as lessons and what you've learned from it, it makes you a much stronger person. And today I feel like I could take on the world. And that is, I, for that, I'm grateful. The beautiful thing about that is once you get to, once you get to the point where you feel like you could take on the world, you no longer have to. True. But you usually can, if needed. <laughs> you can if needed, but you usually don't have to. Because once you get to that point, everything just starts to flow because then you've, you've really stepped into the truth of your being and you know your worth. So once you know your worth and your value, you know, um, brilliant line from a movie I just watched, which was, you know, I, life is about perception and I've chosen to perceive my life to be a certain way. The people around me have chosen to accept that as a reality. Right. Very true. Interesting. Mm. So, you've had lots to draw on. Uh, <laughs> why, why don't you tell us some more, uh, uh, some more of your backstory uh, that gives you this pool of uh, emotions and experiences to uh, one to bring you to this incredible person you are today. Well, I, I don't know uh, how long is your show. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the kind of Reader's Digest version as best I can. But um, I I grew up with my grandparents. Um, my mother and father, my real parents, uh, divorced, and they had me when they were very very young, and so they were not ready to be parents. And um, so I grew up with my grandparents, and uh, I was molested as a child, and uh, eventually. When I was about 15, I let it slip and ended up in foster care. And then I lied when I went to the court, uh, to the judge, because I didn't want to be in foster care anymore because they were abusive to me. And so I lied and told them that I lied so that I could go back home. And um, then I ended up on the streets off and on uh, when I was about 16 and uh, was homeless. I I lived in a park. And I lived and I slept in a uh, in a laundry room of, a, of an apartment complex, off and on. And uh, when it got very cold, it was a warm place, and so that was nice. And I stole everything that I that I needed, and uh, was not allowed into my parents' house. And so one day, I decided to break in. And not only did I take some of my stuff, I decided to take my mother's credit card. And then I went and had a shopping spree <laughs> and uh, then ended up in jail because uh, felony theft. And I, I was in and out of that for quite a while because I, I kept getting into trouble at that point. And, and uh, we had an agreement with the judge when I went for my arraignment one time. And, and my, my mom's judge asked my mom if she has anything to say. And she gets up and she stands up and she says, my daughter's a drug addict, and she's an alcoholic, and she's trying to kill us. And the judge 
reneged on the deal that we originally had and sentenced me to a significantly longer sentence. And, and I'm looking at my mother at the point going, I'm not a drug addict and I'm not an alcoholic. And I don't know where the hell that came from. So I got out of jail and then I became a drug addict and an alcoholic. <laughs> wow. You know, like growing up, I was I was abused as a child, so I obviously sought others to abuse me, and um, and I was looking for love in all the wrong ways, and um, so I had very abusive boyfriends. Uh, one in particular became a very abusive husband, but I was blessed to have two beautiful children because of him, and uh, didn't smarten up until I was probably about twenty eight or twenty nine, and. Uh, divorced him and, and started putting my life together on my own. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was, I was into a little bit of everything. Well, Jean's explaining in the, in the chat room that tube slides are good to sleep in because if it rains, you stay mostly dry. Uh, <laughs> it's true. So it is true. It's see, see, now the girl has lived in a park. See what I'm talking about? And I, we know these things. Yes, I used do. to love my tube slides. Um, they were, you know, if you curl up in the bottom of them where they kind of curve straight, right? You can you can stay fairly dry and it's somewhat comfortable. I mean, it's more comfortable than than park bench, certainly. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you're well, small enough. There was a this apartment complex by the park, and and I could speak into their laundry room, and they had these really tiny storage lockers, you know, for people to put like their laundry soap and stuff in, and and I would cram myself into one of them, uh, one of the empty ones, and one night, it's probably the, like one of the greatest memories that I have of that whole you know trial and tribulation. But one night, my friends showed up and spent the night with me in the apartment, you know, like these little tiny lockers and everybody crammed inside them just to spend a night like I do every night, you know, and it, it just, it meant the world to me and I'll never, ever forget that moment. That was a great night. So let's talk about for a minute, mom to mom, mm-hmm. um, about responsible parenting and what that means in, in the year 2012. Now I have been grossly honest with my daughter about my life and if she asks me a question I refuse to lie yeah I did that um, I, I'm I'm curious to know you know I mean your, your kids are a little older than mine because my daughter's only 14 but I see the strength that that has given to our relationship and uh-huh. I you know, I've had other parents on the show who who would say the same thing, but I'd, I'd love bringing new parents on the show, especially with somebody who's got the kind of experiences that you have had with regards to how open and honest to be with your children and what that means to their future and their way of dealing with with life. You know, I've always been incredibly honest with my children. Um, we've we've been through. So much, you know. My kids saw their dad beat me, and and it was very traumatic. I mean, they, I was a single parent on and off for years, and then became a permanent single parent. And um, I've always been very honest with them. They knew about my past, um, my history with my family, and uh, 
and they knew the, the struggles that I had been through. And I wanted them to know that, you know, this stuff, it, this is life. This is real. This is, you know, not everything is a fairy tale. There, We don't live in a bubble. There are really traumatic things that happen in life, but if you believe in yourself and you're strong enough in yourself and you understand that everything is a test and a lesson, that you can get through this, that it's not the end of the world. Because I think that so many people keep their kids in this bubble where, oh, everything's going to be fine. And then once they hit that first bump on their own, they have no idea how to deal with it. And I want my you know, I wanted my kids to understand that shit happens. You know, I don't know if I can say that. I'm assuming we're on the yes. Internet. But, yes. you know, Please shit do. happens. And that, that is life. And, and it's ugly. And, and things are not always rosy. And there are no, you know, there's, there's no perfect world. And, you know, so I was always very honest with my kids. And, and we were always very close. My son, my son and I were, were really, really super close until he turned about 18 and decided that, you know, like he wanted to go live his life. And, and that's fine. And, and God love him. And, you know, and I'm here to support him. And my daughter and I are our best friends. And she's, She's fully aware of everything that I've been through. She, you know, I got pregnant when I was 14, and this is being brutally honest. Um, but I got pregnant when I was 14, and um, and I and I, I had a miscarriage, and um, and it was it was a traumatic experience. But I wanted her to be aware that you know this happens, whether you're careful or not, or what. No matter what happens, you know, these are the things that happen in life. And so I, I think I think it's made us a stronger unit because of that well you you didn't just give it the average or normal or midline or whatever word somebody wants to use of these things can happen you better be scared you better be you better be on your guard these things you let her know that these things can happen and even if they do you can be okay absolutely you know, I mean, no, I, my kids knew that I would support them no matter what. No matter what they chose in life, whatever mistakes they make, whatever whatever happens, whatever life throws at them, I'm always going to be their mom, and I'm always going to love them, and I'm always going to support them no matter what. But, you know, the, I'm not always going to be around, and, you know, whatever life throws at them, they can handle it, whether I'm there or not. So I, I, think, I think it's made us a stronger family because of it. Hmm. How could it not? Wow. Mhm. Yeah, my my daughter in particular, she's uh she's not a follower. She's completely independent in her own thinking and she does what she wants and she's you know, in so many ways she's so much more mature than I am. But I think, you know, she's she's just grown up with, you know, this is the reality and these are the choices that my mom made and these are the the circumstances that happened to her and and she just She's just so much. She's so much stronger, smarter, and stronger than I ever was. And she's, you know, eighteen. So oh, I did something I, right. <laughs> I hear you. Mine's, uh, mine's way further ahead at, at the age of fourteen than I was when I was in my twenties. So I'm, you know, I, I just consider myself to be extremely blessed to have the child I have um, because she is so strong, and um. I, I think I would consider myself equally blessed to live in a time where my child in her maturity and in her ability to be strong and independent 
is not unique, that the young people of today are strong, independent, um, communicative, open, aware, and expressive. And that's so awesome to recognize. Absolutely. Wow, how do you follow that part of the act? (laughs) It got got really heavy there for a while, didn't it? It did. I don't know what to do with you because you're fascinating. Um. (laughs) Well, and it is all fascinating, but I I bet it's equally as fascinating and and almost as much fun to uh, to talk about what's happened since you really have stepped out on your own truth, your own. This is. This is where it is. If they're not going to hire me to act in the kind of film that I want to see, I'll just make it. Uh, and um, and from tell me you love me on the one hand over to change for a dollar on the other hand, yet both with such depth and authenticity. And uh, I know you say you know you were blessed to be able to make that uh, film, and the right people just showed up, but we find that's what happens when you just step out uh, on your passion and say, okay, here we go. Uh, and uh, so let's hear, we want to hear more about that, but should we take a break? Yeah, we'll take a quick uh, musical break and then we'll come back and we'll hear a little more about that and tell people how to get a hold of her. Yeah, and how to find her, her work and her films and how they can support her next uh, Angel project. Oh, independent project. Um, I thought we'd play uh, Carrie Kendall's uh, song, Living the Rest of My Life. Cool. Uh, Song from someone that used their art to heal with this song to a great extent. We'll be back in about four minutes again, folks. Stay with us.
playing with our audio again. I hope we sound <laughs> fine. Uh, I understand the music sounded fine, so we get this weird static sometimes and mm. strangeness. Goes all wonky and woo-woo. Knee woo-woo. So, we're back here with uh, Sharon Wright. Hi. Director, writer, actress, actor. Supermom. Supermom. mom. Let's go throw that in there. <laughs> All around gal about town. Oh, no. Um, so tell us. You, you 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 walked on as an extra and just said, "This is it. Where you been all my life?" <laughs> and um, so, so in the words of of the immortal Doctor Phil, how's that working for you? You know, I have absolutely no complaints. <laughs> it's been working really well. It's uh, it's funny. I when I decided to do this, you know, I um, I left my job and 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 changed my my home and and everything. And it's it's really weird how once you're on the right path, the universe just kind of clears everything out of the way and everything starts falling into place. And 
Uh, we moved to L.A. Uh, about a year ago, and things have been going very, very well. I have no complaints at all. I'm, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Living the dream. <laughs> and not to leave anybody with the impression that there's these two amazing, life-changing films for many people. Uh, I've put up a link in the chat room to your page on IMDb, and... You have some 21 titles as uh, as an actor, four yeah. titles as a producer, three as a writer, uh, two as a director. Uh, I mean, it, it, what have you not done? Still photographer? <laughs> I've done a little bit of everything. I, I've, I've done a, a gaffer and a, and a PA. and uh, Yeah, I've, I've done just about everything that you can do when it comes to um to doing film but acting is my is my first passion and you know when i have the right story then then directing kind of takes over and uh but no acting is has been such a, a cathartic um avenue for me to to go down and it's allowed me to to be so many different people and and i've gotten to work with so many talented amazing directors that i've learned so much from and uh yeah yeah i I've, I've i've gotten to do a lot of really fun things <laughs> i've always thought you know that that the, the part about the movie business that i would like if i would like it was the fact that you kind of get to play cowboys and indians better than most kids on the block <laughs> got all the yes, good we get, gadgets and stuff <laughs> yes much better toys <laughs> You know, I've done mostly a lot of um, independent films, and and I like doing the indie films because I think there's so much there's so much heart in them, and and there's so much passion to do something creative. You know, when you get into like the studio films, you know, out here in Hollywood, then it's more about the money than it is about creating a really moving story, and. So I've 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 been blessed to be able to do that, and and I'm very very grateful to the people that I've worked with so far. Well, I think indie films are are the film of the future. I mean, look at look at our technology, and look at our young people, and look at the creative energy on the planet right now. And I I just can't imagine that Hollywood is going to be able to hold on to you know their their tight grip of having the monopoly on filmmaking forever because the stuff that's coming out now is just, it's incredible and it's going global and it's touching hearts and it's opening minds and it's, it's so expressive and it's so expansive. Um, and it's really just so much fun because you yeah. don't get to just see the finished project. You know, you get to be there right from the start. You you get to support the film crew as they explore this new idea and as they, immerse themselves in their creative energy and you get to follow the progress of the film and, and you get to celebrate with them when they succeed. And that I think is, is a whole new unique dynamic to filmmaking that people are really latching on to. Oh, absolutely. I love the energy around indie filmmaking. I I wouldn't want to do it any other way. Well, you don't have, uh, you know, 75 people on set. Sixty of whom are just really wishing they could be somewhere else. 
You, you you may have somebody having to do five jobs. You know now now people in Hollywood forgive me. I know nothing about the Hollywood film business, so I don't know if anybody's like that. I would be like a kid in a candy store every day. But oh, yeah, I'm sure that many are from gaffers to grips to prop masters. Okay, it, I know there are, but I know that there's guys too and gals that are showing up for the job to get paid. That's what they do, and and. Um, and it, you know you talked about the group that came together for change for a dollar and that um or tell me you love me people that knew this fellow you know it, it, it they obviously wanted to do this film and wanted to make it into something and um uh that's that's been my experience so far in in media from radio to uh the beginnings of uh working on a film is that the people that appear that just show up, uh, almost unbidden, but uh, very grateful for them, they're, they've got the fire for the thing, too. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's maybe part of the... Uh, because I agree. I think that, that, that a lot of the power in filmmaking, not, not that there isn't occasionally a great big box office film that's very meaningful, but uh, the power in filmmaking is in the, the indie shorts and the indie films. Well, yeah. I... I have so much respect for some of the big filmmakers, first of all. I mean, I wouldn't say that all of Hollywood is completely off the rocker and it's all about money. Um, There have been, especially in the last couple of years, some incredible, powerful, full-of-light messages, films that have come out of Hollywood. And you could tell the difference in the energy in watching the film, in the actors, that are involved in the film and there are some actors and actresses out there who I have infinite amount of respect for, for the passion that they put into their art. And um, I mean, their hours and, and the sacrifices that they make to be able to do what they do are insane because these people leave their families, you know, sometimes for months at a time and immerse themselves in a role and become that person for however long it takes to create this, this entity that we call, you know, a big screen movie. But at the same time, I love the fact that the power is going into the hands of of everyday individuals. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the technology is becoming such that, you know, you can get a, 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 you know, a 5D or 7D camera that takes amazing video footage. And so you have so many people that are, that are, becoming more creative and they're being able to create these films that look just as good as, you know, something that's coming out of Hollywood for a fraction of the cost. So it's becoming far more accessible for people to tell stories. And and so you've got so many channels that are opening up to these people beyond YouTube and, and Vimeo. And, you know, you've got a lot of uh, video on demand channels that, you know, I know I, I can go turn on our TV and, you know, through our Blue, Blu-ray player, you know, there's all kinds of different channels that you can watch for free, and and you have access to these films that people have created that are just, you know, breathtaking. I mean, they're gorgeously shot. Their their acting is spot on, and you know, they're they're doing it at a fraction of the Hollywood budget. So I I think you know you're going to see a lot more of that, and and it's very very exciting for somebody like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we agree. Absolutely. 
We want to see more of you too. Um, which brings me to my next question before we let people know how to find you. What is next for you? I mean, where do you go from here? Well, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been quite a ride the last couple months. I have um of course, you know, I'm I'm still auditioning and acting and, and doing all of that, but I have a couple other films that I am, you know, working on writing and, and directing. And then I have a, a deal with a charity here in Los Angeles that is working with um, foster kids. And um, they have brought me on to write and direct a piece for them. And so that's very, very exciting. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up to try and hope, hopefully shoot this spring if I can raise the funding for my next film. I've got a, a short piece that I want to do. Um, actually, I've got two that I want to do. I don't know which is going to come first yet, but I have a, one story in particular that's going to cost me a lot of money. Um, but it's about this little girl, and she's very lonely, and she wants nothing more in the world than to have a dog. And then there's the dog who wants nothing more than a home. Um, he's a homeless doggy, and and it's about their journey to find each other. And you know, I, I have to create stories that have a lot of heart in them, and this one is. It's one of those that's going to make you laugh and cry, and and I can't wait to do it. But the the dog itself is going to cost me an absolute fortune, so we're trying to raise money for that right now. And so, yeah, hopefully I'll be shooting this spring. That's awesome. So, how do people find you so that they can support um, support your indie film ventures? Because you do incredible work, and certainly as people become more aware of your you and what you bring to the table every time you step onto it. Um, I'm, I'm sure that the world would like to see more of it. So tell us where they go. Uh, the, the easiest place to find me is on my website. It's she's always right. W R I G H T.com. So there's S H E S. There's no apostrophe. She's always right. W R I G H T.com. And um, you'll find links to chip into the, to the, so the chip-in fund, you know, for my next film, there's links to change for a dollar on there. There's links to find some of my other work, um, my acting reel, and, and all of that is on there. And, um, yeah, you'll find all over there, too. Like, uh, I, I have to plug this because it's probably one of the greatest um, accolades I've ever received. But uh, Roger Ebert found change for a dollar from a friend of his and posted it in his newsletter Um saying that it touched him and that Sharon Wright was a name to remember. And I have to plug that because for an indie film maker, that's, that's, that's huge. Pretty big. Absolutely. And, absolutely. and we would, we would agree that um, Sharon Wright is a name to remember. Absolutely. Yeah. Watch um, that. Watch for that name coming to yeah, a theater so, near you. Don't watch so, for the name. Look for the name. Look, search, look for demand. The name. Find her. Google it. Google it, please. And no, but I, I really want to encourage people. I mean, if 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 they see change for a dollar, or they see anything else that I'm involved in, and it and it affects them in some way, please, please, please consider donating a dollar or more to my fund because without help from you know all of you, that I can't do what I want to do, and and it means so much. And and I have special gifts for people when they donate. They can receive a an HD DVD of of change for a dollar. Um, it comes with bonus features and things like that, and uh, there's ways that they can get a copy of the new film before anybody else sees it. Um, there's signed posters and 
and opportunities to get red carpet pictures in LA um, with our premiere and, and all that good stuff. So please, if you, you know, if you believe in what I do, please help support me. <laughs> and, and, Sharon's autograph is going to be hard to get a hold of one of these days. Absolutely. Very expensive, so absolutely. get in on And another, another element to that is if, if you don't have the dollar to give, promote her Share stuff. The film. Promote yes. her stuff by all means because Share the link in your Facebook wall. You don't know who's watching. It's one of the most powerful tools of our time. And you can oh. make something go global within days um, simply by having it trend. So share it, share it, share it, share it, share it. Tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your lover. Yeah. I don't care who you tell. Tell, tell your, your enemies. Kids, tell your dog. Um, yes, please, please, please. <laughs> tell the world that this woman is out there and she's a change maker and she needs support and she's touching hearts, she's opening minds and you know, let's help her and hold her up. And we'll have links on the archive that'll be up later tonight. Um so that if you've got friends that man, you ought to listen to the show, this lady's doing this amazing stuff. They can listen. Um Jane will be reflecting on it next week. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll talk about it even more mm-hmm. and uh, put the links out again. But uh, uh, one more time for those of us, uh, our podcast listeners uh, uh, from iTunes and other, other places, it's www.she'swalwaysright.com. And it's all one word, no apostrophes and all that. You guys know that. You're getting your stuff from <laughs> iTunes. You know how to put the address in. Um, and um, because it's awesome stuff that we have seen so far and I can't wait to see what comes next once people get the confirmation I mean they can only make it if they know already inside themselves their worth but once they get a little confirmation and get to taste a little of that oh wow the stuff that comes next so Mm -hmm. get in there but can you do me a a favor Sharon absolutely because I know it'll come but when you decide to make your first feature length Yes. Can you please come and knock in and come talk to us? Because I would love to learn all about it. <laughs> well, I have I have my story. Um, I have my story in mind, and I know exactly what I want to do. And it's it's going to be a little bit um, it's going to be a little bit heavier than change for a dollar for sure. But um, it's, oh god, it's I don't know if I can watch it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's a it's a, gr- it's a great film. Um, it's about forgiveness. <laughs> And um, and it's a it's a beautiful story and I I can't wait to do it but um, yeah it's it's going to take a little bit more than the twenty thousand I'm trying to raise right now. <laughs> we we can attest. We I don't know. even want to talk about our budget. <laughs> no. <laughs> For the one that we're working on, I don't. Oh my. Anybody that spent the last three weeks doing it, so that's the only reason I don't want to talk about it. Budget, <laughs> budget, budget, budget. Yep. Well, if you need any help, you know who to call, right? <laughs> Girlfriend, uh, you honestly, you were on my list. <laughs> um, I our, our director, I have worked with him before, and um, the energy around the project for our team is just absolutely, I'm um, blessed, absolutely blessed with the team that we're working with, um, including the musician who's doing the theme song for the sh- for for the movie, who's who's in, listening to the show right now tonight. Um, just everybody who's been involved with it. It's just like you said, you know, everybody comes along at the right time. And if you believe in something, then you can make it a reality. Absolutely. And it doesn't take so, a lot of effort. 
Yeah, and don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do what you want to do, because if you want it bad enough, you will make it happen. And the road for the tenacious is never impossible. There you go, folks. What is there her. to say? There isn't. I knew you were going to say that. that. Yeah. I love her. I love her. <laughs> it's true. I loved you from the minute I saw the film. And um, again, it's an absolute honor to have you on the show tonight. Uh, you, you know, you're one of the many people that we've had on the show that that represent exactly what we mean when we say everyday connection. You're connected to um, your world. You're connected to the people in it, and you're connected to who you are. And you express that beautifully through your art. And we really, um, as human beings, can't ask for a more gracious gift. Well, thank you. I, I'm so glad to have been a part of it. And I'm so glad to connect with you guys. And, and it's really been a joy to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we'll have you back. No worries. Yes, yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll have projects to do and funds to raise. And we'll have to get you back so we can tell everybody so they'll help out. Oh darn! That'll be horrible, right? <laughs> we got to get these filmmakers together. You know, we got to get we got to get helping each other out because it's all about helping each other out and and building that connection um, on a global scale. So yeah. Yeah, all about yeah. connections over here at Everyday Connection. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, so Jane, what are the what what happens if somebody friends us on Facebook? Oh yeah, well I mean. You should friend Sharon, of course. <laughs> um, you should definitely look her up. But if you friend Rick or I and you send us um, send us a, a private message, a PM on Facebook with your email, I will uh, send you a copy of the first of my three novels, uh, which I call Truth. And um, you'll figure that out when you read it. <laughs> um, so we'll send we'll send you a free copy of that and. Um, We've got an excerpt coming up, I guess, from the second novel called yeah. Going to Heaven. And uh, I don't know what to say about this one other than George was lively that day. And yeah. I, I'll leave it at that. If you want to know who George is. you got to read the book. Get the book. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try the now moment here from uh, Going Home to Heaven. Humans sit now on the edge of where they need to be to create for themselves a new reality, a new way of life, a new world. Thanks to the technological advancements they have made, they now have the ability of mass communication and intercontinental travel. Information is flying across oceans. Knowledge is being passed at a rate unseen before on planet Earth. Truths are being revealed and ancient wisdom shared. Concern is being shown not just for themselves or for their own families, but for other humans around the globe for animals and all creatures residing on Earth, and, for miraculously enough, the very Earth herself. Awareness spreads, and in that movement to become aware, the possibility arises for a new age, an age filled with music, art, and laughter, an age of light and love. A time when humans of your world will choose to walk away from the technologies you have come to rely on, and all the things you have created and convinced yourselves that you need. In time, a door will inevitably open, as this world and the new world created will for a time be connected in one. The choice will be given for those who are aware to walk through the door into a new glorious place where thought will become the new language and needs will simply be fulfilled. 
Yes, we fear that some of you may be left behind, but in this place it is not perhaps for all to be saved and not for you or us to choose who. That choice, as always, is their choice, and it cannot be forced on those who wish not to see. Freedom of self is an option. By its very nature, freedom must be fought for, wanted, and desired. If freedom is forced, it no longer can be called freedom. The time will come when enough of the people living on earth will realize their potential, when a large enough part of the population will acknowledge and accept their power, when the power they possess is no longer needed to control and care for others, but is simply used to control and care for oneself. In that time, there will be an opportunity for the human race to break free of the lives they are now living and embark on an adventure of space and time unlike anything else this world has ever witnessed. Before this time comes, humans and non-humans alike will have much yet to learn about themselves and each other. So we wait, unconcerned for the future to come as we know that the present is as it is meant to be. Acceptance of this fact is vital. It is in the now that you must be, the now that you must live, the now that you must embrace. Learn the things your now is offering to teach you so that you become one with the now you are in. And as you are lost in the now, it will flow freely and surely into the future. And you, flowing freely with it, will find yourself in the now of tomorrow, unscathed by the journey. And I'll have you know that Jane does all of her own audio engineering. <laughs> but I do have to thank Brandon Babb um, for for his musical contributions. Um, without his unique skill and his gift of music, um, my pieces certainly wouldn't be quite so creative. So thank you to Brandon for um, for allowing me to use his pieces. And I want to thank our... Uh guests tonight and Jason and Jordan and and everybody in the chat room uh we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight it's our selfish reason for doing this we just have fun <laughs> so glad yeah. you could share with us and uh join us again on Tuesday we have um Dr. Terry Walls on Tuesday who has the Walls diet this lady has risen up from a wheelchair um with second uh, secondary progressive or second stage progressive multiple sclerosis to be riding a bike five miles to work um, and has done this through diet and and uh, meditation and exercise and is sharing it with all of us. She's a professor at a med school, so she's doing studies as fast as she can, but she wants everybody to have the info now because it's just food, people. How could you hurt yourself? And I bet you she knows who the hell she is and what she's doing. I think she does. Uh, and I have been for about six weeks transitioning towards her plan, and uh, so I'm going to be personal guinea pig. They're going to stick needles in me. No, no. Um, we're going to have fun, and uh, it's some great information, so we hope you can join us. 
Absolutely. It's going to be an incredible, incredible week, actually, because uh, right after that is Thursday night with R.C. Mallory all the way from the Philippines talking about empowering the youth and eco-sustainable education programs um, and done what with a little you, twist. And what happens when you link up uh, high school kids? Two two high schools or two two grade schools, I think, in uh, two different One in continents. the Philippines, one in Canada, mm-hmm. and you will not believe what has come out of that. It's amazing. So join us. And until then... Stay connected. Night. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection worried you might miss an episode don't worry subscribe find us on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.